To your best bets. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Uh, listen, it's been a while uh, for the podcast. Took a bit of a hiatus for just to celebrate Christmas, uh, the new year. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to get some some shows back going as the new year hits. Uh, a lot of great guests lined up. Let's be honest; it's it's our usual rotation of the guests that we have. But we do have someone new tonight that we're um, at least. At least not an, a, a, a regular guest, I guess I should say. Been on before, but uh, we'll add a lot to this golf preview. We're going to preview the 2023 season. Um, just kind of review some of the big storylines. Um, look at you know some of what we think is going to happen, what may happen. Um, some predictions sure to go wrong. I, I'm, I'm very confident in that. Um, but just at least get the, the, the golf conversation started as we hit the Hawaii swing this week. Uh, joining me, uh, a very regular guest, Johnny Strauser. Johnny, happy holidays. Thank you. And um, was hoping for some sort of comment about the uh, Detroit Lions here, but I guess I'm going to have to just bring it up that, uh, um, you know, that's pretty much all I care about at this point. Usually it's about the PGA Tour season, you know, the holidays or whatever, you know, that's fine. And I'm always thinking about the the NFL draft, you know, right after Thanksgiving. But uh, um <laughs> You know, pick for Sunday night football, and there's a chance, a uh, small chance, but a chance nonetheless to make the playoffs. So, nice. um, you know, that's always a good thing. Um, sorry about the the Bears' luck there, but you know, you're getting what you're getting. You're gonna probably might be able to sneak into that number one pick, though. Um, you know, with a, with a loss against the Texans this weekend. First of all, I didn't bring it up. I didn't want to jinx it. You know, obviously, you need some help on on Sunday. It's it might be a big ask, but. We, stranger things have happened. And uh, yeah, number two, uh, there's no reason to apologize about the Bears. I'm getting exactly what I want. And uh, really, it's been the most fun, terrible season uh, a Bears fan could ask for. Uh, it's It's been incredibly entertaining. Sunday was pretty ugly. But again, when you're playing backups and third stringers on defense, there's really no surprises to me at this point. Um, so we'll... we'll we, we might sprinkle in some NFL thoughts as we go along in this in this pod. I say you guys, you got both. You guys got to be used to it by now. I mean, <laughs> Bears, Bears, Lions. I mean, you know, you're just you're just grabbing at straws at this point, hoping like Johnny's. I mean, they got a chance, and all you can say is, "Hey, man, we got a chance." The Bears will have a chance. I think give them a couple years with uh, Fields as as their quarterback, and I think the the Lions with their coach are just going to get better and better. So, I'm a Colts fan, so uh, I think we're going for the first pick as well. So it's going to be a battle, and. <laughs> Well, you know what? Yeah. We've got well, obviously nothing to cheer about around here either. That that voice is, is Brian Straley. Brian, welcome back. And uh, uh, I'm I'm glad you kind of rolled into the Colts because um, I I I can't think of an organization or team that most people would would rather not be than the Colts right now because there's not a clear direction and there's no there's no quarterback on the roster that you are confident in that's going to be a part of this team going forward. So I, yeah, I don't listen. If you guys want to trade up bears will trade back. I think we got a deal. Yeah, I'm sure you, yeah, you guys would all probably take Jonathan Taylor, but I, I that's like the one guy they have to keep. And then I don't know what they're going to do at court. Like I, 
you know, I have uh, Josh Allen in my fantasy, which is in the finals right now that he's playing and, and I'm I'm playing. But uh, uh, I'm very excited about uh, my chances. And uh, hopefully I, I love watching the Bills. That's kind of like where I was heading with that is that's a team. It's just fun to watch. And, you know, just yeah. I hope I hope at some point they can get something like that. But, you know, that's a far stretch. But I take that Herbert from Chargers or something, somebody like that. I was thinking about this the other day, and 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 Brian and Pledge, you're a fan of the Colts as another AFC team. Can you imagine trying for the next what five, ten years, uh, overcoming the combination of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Justin Herbert? Those four guys. Like those I, are don't, the four. I, I don't know how. I don't know. It, it feels like a daunting task for any of those four not to end up in the Super Bowl every year. I agree. I agree. And they're all the like I said, you're all, they're all in the AFC, so it's going to be. Yeah. No, I don't know who comes out or what comes out, but maybe it's the Stroud kid from Ohio State. I don't know, but they got to look at a quarterback and they got to look at one fast. Yeah, I, I the best news for the Bears on uh, for the, you know, the college football playoffs, the semis was that CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young played incredibly well because they are an ultimate trade back uh, candidate. And I can't wait to see what happens if they end up with one or two, whatever, because. There's going to be some teams wanting to climb up to get one of those two guys. Um, in the NFC, though, like, and Johnny, you can speak to this. Like, there's not there's not this wealth of young quarterbacks like there is in the AFC. I mean, I mean, you kind of go down the list. I mean, I, I guess you could argue Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I, even like the Niners. Like, yeah, they're they're a great dominant team, but they're you know you, you there's no one they're putting on the field that that you're scared of at this point. Brock Purdy, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's going to be, I think for years to come, at least how it looks like is there's going to be some volatility on who comes out of the NFC because you look at the a lot of the, the the better quarterbacks in that that conference are are towards the end of their their careers, you know, with Tom Brady and with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, a lot of those other guys. So, you know, I think as as a Lions fan and as as I'm sure a Bears fan, when you when you kind of look at it, it looks like the NFC is going to be a little bit more wide open as of now. I mean, that could change, but uh, you know, there's I think the the probabilities of of it, you know, getting getting hot, getting towards the end of the season in the playoffs and and winning some games, you're not going to get that legendary Pat Mahomes performance in the AFC Championship. You know, like, like we saw last year with uh, with the Bills and the and the Chiefs. And and you're just not going to get that that dominant run, I don't think, at least as of now. I mean, that could flip within you know two to three years because these guys are are more and more ready to play. Coaching, you know, good young coaching is better and can and can get these uh um, these young guys more prepared. But you know, I I'm excited at uh, you know the possibility of that's how this could end up looking in the next you know three to five years of of when you know when my team when I want them to peak there's the opportunity that they could actually get to a Super Bowl at some point. Yeah. Wow. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I, no, I, I can't. I, I, am fasc- <laughs> I am fascinated by the, the, the Lions quarterback situation with Goff and, and what, what they'll do going forward. I think that's really interesting because obviously their team is building and it's there may be a year early, but you got to take advantage of this. And I don't know if they're going to draft a young guy. I don't know what their plan is, but uh it's going to be really interesting to see us. It's going to be an incredibly fascinating draft. Um, we are here to talk about golf. Um, it's January in Indiana, so it's a tough scene. Although it's going to be 60 tomorrow, uh, from what I saw. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I mean that's perfect weather for January. Um, so, we wanted to kind of just talk about 
what this 2023 season might look like. Um, and then also kind of do a deep dive into the century this week in Hawaii and talk about who we might like and, 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 and so forth. Um, guys, I guess the opening question for the 2023 season is, what do we expect? I mean, I know this is a really open question, but 2022 was just kind of on steroids with Liv and the majors were really incredible. Um, you know, Liv was dead in February of 2022 and then it got resuscitated and then it's it's going by June and and then the rumor mill the whole summer of who's going, who's staying. Um, now I feel like we're just coming up for air and now the new season's starting. Brian, what's what's your thoughts um, on the on the upcoming season? Well, I think you you hit it right on the head there. There was so much uh, turmoil and, you know, press conferences. Everybody, you know, everybody wanted to ask whether it was Rory or Tiger, who wasn't even playing at the time or, you know, what they were and Justin Thomas. You know, those guys were, I would say, kind of the spearhead of the PGA Tour, right? Um, so, so obviously they went behind with, with everything going on with Liv and, you know, Cameron Smith and, uh, you know, they were kind of the last – few of the last guys to, to, to go that way. And then, you know, so now you've got a almost, you know, a, a major champion, a guy that probably could have won the, you know, a lot more tournaments on the PGA tour throughout his career. And then, so I think those guys assembled it and kind of put something together. And um, obviously we'll see how that looks in 2023 to compete with the money that the lives throwing out there. I mean, we're not, we're all smart guys here. That money's insane where it's coming from, how it's getting, you know, I, I don't know any of that, but it's, it's, it's incredibly hard to turn down for, for 30, 20 to 30 year old um, professional athletes. And so uh, I think it's a little more steady this year. Obviously the masters said that they would allow uh, the lift player. So that was a huge announcement a couple of weeks ago. And um, so, I mean, what's that going to be like though, when those guys like kind of like step on the range, is it going to be maybe staring them down? down at you know at some point <laughs> but uh i think billy, it'll, billy I think, horschel <laughs> <laughs> exactly right you know but i think it will be a little more calm this year um obviously they'll have the you know a few little twitter spats back and forth but that's my opinion i mean brian jumped us right into live right away i mean it's a, it's unavoidable as we've talked about uh for most of our podcasts in 22 johnny um what are, what, what's the storylines you're looking uh, at this this upcoming season? Are we talking about mainly live-centric things, or are you looking at other things as well? I think the PGA Tour is going to be a lot about a product of, of what live has brought to the table. I mean, what I'm really uh, extremely excited about is, is seeing these elevated events that the PGA, PGA Tour is doing to, to counteract the, the money that the, the live guys are making. And I, I'm, I'm hoping... You know, they, they, they did that kind of during the WGCs where they tried to bring the, the best in the world and p play for a lot of money. Um, I like the idea of, of making a lot of these um, regular tour stops, these elevated events. And I think uh, if they could focus on getting, um, you know, a lot of the top top 50 players in the world on the, you know, on the FedEx Cup points list and everything like that, I, I think that's just going to make it a more um, more enjoyable fan experience which is what I think we've we talked about kind of being afraid of is them taking away those those big names, those good players and and hurting the depth of the PGA Tour events. But I think uh, I kind of like what they did, though, is by by making these events elevated, um, 
you know, it's going to get a lot of these players to play in those events. It's really going to, uh, what's really going to suffer is those, those secondary tour events, um, you know, as far as the star power, but, you know, you know, if we look at it for us as, as betters, we, we're going to absolutely love those because that's when you get those, those crazy odds and you can find those, those sleeper picks there. But, uh, I think now that Liv has kind of established who's on the roster, I know there's some turmoil with the schedule and if they're going to add any more players. And I think they're definitely um, still in the mix as far as being being relevant. Um, what the PGA Tour is trying to do by keeping these young players and 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 kind of gathering them all on a more consistent basis is going to make it fun just as a golf fan, just to watch. I mean, some of these events that we we talk about that we like, I mean, we love the majors. We've talked about it all the time, but we've got our certain events um, that we always circle our own personal calendars here that we just enjoy watching, whether it's the golf course or whether it provides good theater, um, you know, with the strength of the fields, we're going to keep seeing that. And I think, uh, I think as golf fans, we've really got to be excited about what, uh, what that's going to end up doing um, with this year on the PGA tour. Absolutely. Two things from my standpoint, and I'm I'm pretty fascinated to see where Liv goes in 23 because, you know, last year we can talk about, um, you know, we, you and I, Johnny, made fun of them quite a bit with, you know, the, the clip art logos and the, and the pressers and the the, the night before uh, the tournament party, um, just all that stuff. It, it, it kind of just played into our our theme of you know live not being able to, we, we couldn't take it completely seriously. Um, however, I think we both agreed, and, and I, I don't know where Brian stands, that, that the product they put out there, at least from a, from a production standpoint, um, was it was a good product. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't need to go too in-depth about my feelings for Liv because I've talked about it several times, but now, 2023, where do they go now? Because a lot of their, their um, movement forward was, was the rumor mill. Uh, especially from May, June, July, who's going, who's coming. Uh, you look on Twitter every week. Um, it, their biggest news was in the off weeks that, that, that when they were playing tournaments, it was, is this guy going? Is Cam Smith really going prior to the open? Then he goes and wins the open and he capitalizes on it. Um, so I, I, I just want to see what they do from, is this, if this is their roster, what is 2023 going to look like? They haven't even set their schedule um, in stone yet. I know they added the Greenbrier. They added uh, one of our favorites, El Camillon, um, down in Mexico. So they've taken tour, two tour courses, um, and, and they'll have events there this year. They're 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 competing in non, you know, basically non major, not obviously non major weeks, but uh, non tour weeks where there's a there's a larger event. So they they're still picking their spots where they don't have to go head to heads the tour say what like a like an Arnold Palmer invitational memorial they're they're, they're not going head to head there yet but where's this gonna where's this gonna look uh, end up at the end of 2023 as we go to 24 is this going to be on life support or is this going to be thriving so uh, interested in that and uh, consequently losing some of these guys you know we I think we can all agree we're not going to miss Ian Poulter Lee Westwood Graham McDowell's. We're not going to miss those guys on the PGA Tour. Uh, to me, it just opens up new, um, you know, new spots for for younger guys, uh, corn fairy guys that you know, up and coming players that are you know have something to prove. And yeah, I will miss Cam Smith. I will miss Dustin Johnson. 
I will miss the antics of Reed and Bryson because now I don't I don't know if the tour has a true villain, and I I do think that is a bit of an issue. Um, who who can turn heel on the tour? Um, so those are some of the things I'm looking at. But I, I am excited for the new season. I want to see who steps up, um, who has a Scotty Scheffler type season uh, in 23. Is there, is it going to be like a like I don't know. Um, we throw a name out there. Is it going to be Will Zalatoris? Um, you know, I don't know. But so I think there's a lot to look forward to on on both tours that I'm really interested in watching. Um, Brian, I guess you kind of you kind of gave us a glimpse into your live thoughts, right? Did you watch? Yeah. Did you watch a couple tournaments last year? Not a. I I literally watched watched like two seconds of one, and I accidentally I because I, I couldn't find it, and I don't know what it was, and I was just like, I wonder what this is about, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I couldn't. I tried. Um, I mean, I didn't even go back and watch highlights of. So I, I think I watched Dustin maybe when he made a putt that like hit the feet, uh, the back of the hole, going like thirty miles an hour. I just didn't get it. I mean, the four guys up there, you know, spraying champagne on every, you know, everywhere because the two, one guy shot four over and he won an extra three. You know, I, like I said, that's all the money. It's all about money for those guys, and I, I, I get that side of it, but. I agree with you. I think we lost. I think the PJ Tour is is may come out of the stronger because of the villains that <sighs> the hype may not be there, right? So the rating side of it to where you want to see what Patrick Reed or DeChambeau or Kepka and all of them together, like what you know, throw those guys in a cage and see what happens. That's kind of that's the rating side of it. But the other rating side is true golf fans, and we love great golf, and we have great golfers on the PGA Tour. Right. And I think that stabilized a lot of, I just don't get the live thing, man. I don't know where they're going with it. And maybe that changes like, you know, three, three, five years from now. I don't know. Maybe they come up with a better formula where it's two on two or it's a Ryder cup style. I don't know. I just don't get what they're doing. And the coverage seems cheesy. Um, so, but I think the PGA tour is in a great spot. I think they have awesome players, especially, uh, I mean, look at the top 15 guys and the guys coming up, Tom Kim and Cameron Young and some of these guys. I mean, they're, dude, they are no right. way in any bad shape. They've got young superstars and they're just going to keep coming. And I just don't think, you know, I think the live is a, is kind of a fluke for a few years and I don't know where it goes from there, but I'm, I'm very happy with the PGA tour and I'm a big fan. I like you guys. I like watching Scottsdale. I like Sawgrass. I like, you know, Kapalua this week, you know, and maybe some of us have, have had a chance to play there kind of know like crazy, how crazy the course is. You just have those favorites. And, and, uh, I don't know. I just, that's how, that's how I, I grew up. And I'm sure you guys did as well. Yeah. I, I listen, I wasn't going to make any judgments if you were a fan of live. I mean, we've had some, we've had some guys that are on this podcast that, that enjoy live and they're, they're rooting for live. So I, I, I'm not there. I, I, I don't like watching golf that has no stakes and that's basically an exhibition. I know Johnny yeah. feels the same way. Uh, one other thing, and I want to get Johnny's thoughts on it is that I was going to say is I feel like this division in golf is, um, it's going to elevate the majors even more so because it's the only forum anymore where the, the best from both tours are going to be playing together. Um, I, I, I am glad that the, the masters, you know, made the decision to allow the players. And I, I assume the other majors are going to follow suit, but it feels like an even bigger deal now that Cam Smith has four opportunities a year to play against Rory and Scotty and, and Zalatoris and these guys, because 
Um, I mean, it's it's they're majors for a reason, but now it feels like it's an even bigger deal. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, you know, these guys they they, they want to make a living, they want to make money, and and some of them chose, you know, to leave the PGA tour and, and to play on the Live Golf Tour for for the for the sums of money. Others didn't because you know it's your own personal reasons there, but all of them um, at the point when they get to the PGA tour, aren't in it just for the money They're They're there because they've spent their entire lives being competitive, comparing their, their selves, their games against everybody else. It's what we do. Uh, it's what they do on the PGA tour. It's what they do in college golf. It's what they did that before that it's what, it's what we do here at the Fort Wayne golf association. We want to, you know, we're playing in the events, but we're not, we're not playing in it just because we want to, you know, we want to play two or three rounds of golf on the weekend. You know, we're, we're, we're pitting our games um, that we've worked on all week long, all month long, you know, for years and years and years to uh, see how our games stack up to, to our, you know, our fellow golfers. And that's what these guys are going to be doing here. And for, for guys like Cam Smith, who is, is the best player in the world right now, you know, he's only got those minimal opportunities to, to do that. So there, I think that if they can figure out a way, because um, as you guys know, I think the, the less you play, especially the less tournament golf that you play, the harder that it is to to rise yeah. up and 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 play. You know, when you've got another event, uh, you know, coming up there is is can they can they take the the minimal reps that they get on on their tour and translate that and and they want to play for not only themselves, but I mean there is some pride in playing for. For that tour i mean they want to represent that and say that that's that's the better and and more fun place to play so we, you know when they play in these majors um it you know it'll be uh i think all the better like you said whether their games are are there you know it, it's going to be hard and it's going to be hard to bet on those guys because you don't know where you know where they're at exactly if they haven't played you know a really if they played three competitive rounds in in six weeks or something like that so but uh but you know they're going to continue to poach guys who are playing well. And, and a lot of these guys, yes, they do. They did take the money, but they're, they're just as competitive as they were, you know, when they were in college and when they were on the corn Ferry tour or the DP world tour and, and then the PGA tour, you know, before they came over there. So it should be interesting there. I think there's going to be that division where the PGA tour guys are going to take the sides versus the live guys. But they're all going to want to want to beat each other. And I think that's where the few times as golf fans, we're going to get to see them um, compete all in one spot. And this might be the last time in our generation that, that we may get to do it. Assuming that other tour, you know, takes over and, and runs full time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and, and I'm, I'm wondering, you know, yeah, I've heard some rumors about there's, there's some guys and I've not heard any names that, that are a little unhappy with the, the contracts they didn't they didn't see them see some of the details in depth or their agent didn't run it by them in depth and there were some rumors out there about agents trying to get theirs with this whole this whole move to live um i'm wondering there's going to be someone that's going to want to come back and i don't know if it's i'm not saying it's going to be this year it might be 24 if it's still around then uh, someone's going to want to come back to the tour uh, again, there's so many layers to live, and we really haven't done a full episode where it's just 100% live PGA Tour. But there's so many, uh, like I said, there's so many layers to this conversation uh, that we we could probably get to. But do want to focus on 2023, the PGA Tour season. Um, looking ahead, uh, you know, 
Brian, one of one of the uh, one of the questions I, I posed to you guys in the uh, in my text to you guys uh, last week about what we're going to talk about was who's going to break out in twenty three. Obviously, last year. I mean, you could really argue it was Scotty Scheffler. You could argue it was Cam Smith. Either one. They both were pretty much co-players of the year. Um, is that is that going to be repeatable by someone in 2023? And if so, who is that guy? Oh, who is that guy is a great question. Um, obviously, I think there's a lot of spots for, you know, there's a lot of players out there that, that, that could have that Scotty Scheffler type. Um, Cam Smith. I mean, literally, those guys, like, what, for three months were just, you don't see that very often. They don't see that domination. They were dominating. Uh, Jordan Spieth went that, went through it uh, for a while. Um, I think Rory kind of got there a little bit, maybe at the early or the onset of last year. And, you know, he had a great season. But, uh, I mean, I, th- I think, I think Justin Thomas is kind of like right at that age. Um, where he's mature enough. He's kind of learned enough. He can play in the wind. He can play. Long courses, short courses. Uh, I could see him having five or you know four or five wins this year. Maybe a couple majors. Uh, Will Zalatoris, you mentioned him a couple times. Uh, I I mean, if he's healthy, uh, I know he got hurt there towards the end of the year, but uh, he's 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 got all the all the talents. Matthew Fitzpatrick is another guy. I mean, I think uh, Cantlay, Shoffley. I kind of uh, you know I kind of put those guys as like, hey, they're going to win. Uh, they'll win a few, maybe a major here or there. Um, but I don't see them like just, you know, they're, they're very consistent. I just don't think, think they have that streakiness in them, like a Justin Thomas or a Will Zalatoris or maybe even like a Victor Hovland, somebody like that. I, I like young guys. I like Cam Young, uh, Tom Kim, you know, some of those uh, fearless long hitters, you know, um, those are some of my guys I would look out for. Uh, it, it, but I mean, Rory, Justin, I don't, you know. Brian, Brian likes the top 10 is basically what he said. <laughs> you guys down there, I'll, I'll, take some, uh, I'll take some floaters on. I mean, if we're talking odds, I, you know, I've already, yeah. You know, Max Homa, I think, is a great, great young player. Um, there's so many guys. How about uh, Sung J.M.? I mean, he plays in every event and probably is going to have two or three wins, right? He, I mean, that's just. He might win this week. I mean, there's there's just a lot of really yeah. good, you know. There's some veterans, but I'm just talking about guys who are young and kind of up and coming. Yeah, and and I'm just giving you a hard time. I mean, I I love I, I love I love those picks, uh, Johnny. Who's who's your guy to have a breakout 23? So we looked at this last year, and and I think everybody who who followed golf consistently knew knew uh, Scotty Scheffler was a was a good player. I mean, dude hits the ball. Uh, hits the ball a long way. He's a good iron player, and and what was holding him back was was the putting. Obviously, it was just a um, kind of an atrocious, uh, you know, pressure putter for you know for to be completely honest and everything. And then finally figured it out, won an event, and and just blew the doors off. I mean, that was that was the thing is the putting. And if you look at a lot of good players, um, you know, when they get on that good streak, it's not necessarily because they're hitting the ball well it's because because they're making putts so you, you know you look at that i think it was a big thing with with rory is um you know in the prior years he had struggled making putts um you'd see a lot of times usually early in the tournaments and then he'd kind of let it go and and you know he'd backdoor those those top fives top tens and everything like that so when i was looking at this i was like well you know we got to look at that and and who would have that breakout year and, and i i think all of them could qualify 
you know, who even if we've had past success, I think it's going to be John Rahm. I think John Rahm hmm. had a had a good year last year, and he'll he'll say, "Oh, I played good. I won this many events. I didn't putt bad." Bullshit. You didn't you didn't play John Rahm golf, and I, I think. I think these guys, especially the ones who have kind of taken the defects to live somewhat personally and the ones who are kind of struggling, I think they see kind of what Rory did last year. And Rory had a good season. I mean, he won the FedEx Cup, didn't win the Open Championship, right. which he, you know, really probably should have. Um, but uh, you know, John Rom didn't have a John Rom season. And he's the guy who I think is gonna finally figure out that putter. Um, and he's going to probably win. I'm going to guess four or five times. I like it. I know it's kind of a chalky pick. No, but- I kind of like that pick. I mean, he, he's he's chalky because he's high rank, but he's he's under the radar. He's been under the radar, and he uh, honestly, when he's hot, his swing yeah. is pretty dialed in. Like you said, if he can get his putting going, he's he's kind of one of those guys that's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. I think he I think he kind of took a year of figuring out his putting stroke and 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 working on it and you know, just figuring things out and everything. And he's going to get that mean streak. And I, I think he's going to go on a pretty torrid run where he'll win four of six events that he plays in or something like that. It's hmm. a good pick. I, I mean, I remember the fall of 21. Uh, Rom was, he felt unbeatable. It was after he won the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, he had the memorial where he, he had the COVID issue, had withdrawn, then goes wins the U.S. Open. And um, it just felt like he was playing unbeatable golf. And then last year, it, it just seemed like something was a little off. And then, and I don't know if you guys noticed, it feels like he's had a chip on his shoulder the mm. whole the whole fall. Anytime he's yeah. been interviewed, he's had some some comments about the PGA Tour, not necessarily with the the live versus PGA Tour, but that he he kind of he kind of refers to Rory and JT as being the face of the tour, and he's not he's not those guys. And um, God, I wouldn't want to piss John Rahm off. I mean, that guy, that, <laughs> no. that, that, that guy would take me out uh, easily. Um, so I, I, I kind of get it. I love it. Um, it does feel like he's got the game where he could just go on a tear and win, you know, four four out of ten or something like, kind of like Scheffler did last spring. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down the road of, of Australia though with, with JT. Um, it, the question with him is, as, as we've mentioned, the putter just is really hit and miss. And man, when he gets going, it is it's he may be the best player on tour, but when he's not when he's not consistent with that putter, I mean he's he's missing cuts, and you can see him visibly getting frustrated. And um, I, I I don't know, but I, I do love his upside. I, I think he's at that age where he's you know he's now he's he's he got that second major. Now he's trying to add to the major tally. Now he's he's getting close to that twenty win mark. And um, I mean he again he's on a he's on a path to win. Uh, I think you know thirty five to forty times, and um, you just get a major every every other year, two years, something like that. I, okay, I'm. I, I, that's that's probably well, a little far fetched. Forty I, is he, times. I, is, is he is he is he is he not on pace to win? Probably twenty five, maybe or so. You know, he's probably he's got like seventeen wins right now. Does he got seventeen? I'll, no, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. He might keep talking. I, I know he's. I know he's. Like I said, he's on his way to like twenty. He's probably going to have. You know, I don't know. He could get forty. 
I don't. He's, he's still got another good ten years in him. He's twenty nine years old. Fifteen yeah. times. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen okay. times. Okay. I, I mean, I could. Okay, I could. I could. I could go with that. I mean, if he he's got. I mean, what, if we're going to say his peak is through the age of forty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you average two ish wins a year. I mean. He didn't even have a good year last year, really, and he still won the he still won the PGA. Um, I know his pace has slowed down a little bit the last two seasons. Um, you know, he only won once in twenty one, only won once last year. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me just before you go on here, I, I did want I kind of wanted to talk about him a little bit too because I mean I think switching to Jim McKay's caddy is has uh, he kind of coached him through the bad times because JT gets down on himself. And but his yep. game really really suffers when that happens and, and and Bones is not that type of guy. I mean he had uh, you know I mean he was obviously Phil's caddy for for a number of years there and uh, you know has seen the highs and the lows and everything. So I think that in a, in and itself is you know they had a season together as they as they kind of get more and more experience and everything like that. I I do actually like him. I just was shocked at the forty though. That's just a big number as all. Well. <laughs> Listen, we'll check, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, we'll check in. We'll check in in eleven years, and we'll see where. Hey, we're you at. might get I, one. You might get one this weekend. So that's right. Yeah, he's already right. won there twice. That's right. Um, no, and I think I think he got. Um, I mean, you talk about shot of the year last year, right? I think everyone thinks of Matt Fitzpatrick with the U.S. Open. I think everyone thinks of Cam Smith at the Open with his his uh, up and down on seventeen the road hole, but. I saw JT hit some incredible shots down the stretch of the PGA, both in regulation and in the playoff. Where I, I not many, I don't know if any guys can hit the shots that he hit, and just the way he shapes um, shapes shots, um, I feel incredibly confident. If he's got to hit a cut or a draw, I, I feel like he's one of those few guys that can actually pull off either shot, in you know when it really matters. Um, now, just got to see the putts fall. Um, got to see, uh, got to see him just kind of get back to that form he was in 2018, 2019 when he was winning three, four times a year. Uh, but I do like JT to have a big rebound here. Um, what else? Um, who's who's someone that's outside the top 50 that maybe even top 100 that uh, maybe maybe they're a, they're a corn fairy guy. They're, they're going to be a rookie on tour. It might surprise some people. Brian, you got any names you're looking at? Um. There's some young, you know, uh, European players that I think, you know, have a have a really good chance. Um, who's that Seamus Power kid? Kind of, kind of had a really good year on the tour last year. I, I've, I've mentioned Cameron Young, and I think he's a little higher than than 50. But uh, uh, I look at two guys like that who have power. Um, you know, kind of have been in that in the contention a little bit. Um, you know, know what they're doing. You know, they they. Feel like they've sniffed it enough that they're they're going to get there, right? They're going to they're going to like break through at some point. Um, but uh, uh, Tom Kim, uh, he's he's young, but he's you know he's he's obviously another guy that's inside the top fifty. But those three guys to me stick out as far as um, like who who can make the jump. Um, obviously, there's some kids that are going to come out of college. I know we know that. I like Sahith Tagala. Uh, I, I really 
I, I just, there's something about him that it, he just makes birdies after birdies after birdies. And, you know, you look up and all of a sudden he, he was 900. Now he's 15 and it's the final. Now he, he's three back, but you're like, Oh my gosh, where'd he come from? You know, he just, every week he's, he's uh, throwing really, really good numbers at him uh, and a young player. So those would be guys that, uh, that I'm kind of looking at. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Tom Kim uh, experience in the fall was pretty fun. Um, can't wait to see how he, pushes forward in 23 is he going to be a, I mean a, a superstar in the game like he's on track to be so worth watching Johnny who's who's someone who's a young guy you're watching or off the radar guy you're watching well I've I've talked about Taylor Montgomery a lot um he had a really great I, I knew it season. I knew it yeah but I'm not but I, but I, I, I he wasn't going to be my pick because I've, I've talked about him enough and he's going to be a guy I like going forward but um Nick Hardy Mm-hmm. Illinois kid. University of, University of Illinois, Big Ten guy. Um, the fall season, he's got his PGA Tour card. Um, I think he made every single cut he played in the fall, I think it was, including a top five at that that chicken tournament in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, but good, solid player. Hits it long enough to to play on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, good putter, good, good all-around player. And I think he's popping his his name up more and more and we haven't seen him really that much in contention as yeah. of yet. So we'll have to see how that, that kind of plays out. Cause we've seen these guys that have uh, that, that we've liked in the past um, that well they'll get in contention. Can't seem to, to, to close it out. And, you know, they, they end up fizzling out, but he's kind of my new, new find here that I, I just like what he's done. I think he's going to be pretty solid going forward. I'm hoping he has a good, strong, um, you know, first part of this winter season so he can get reseeded and get the priority tournaments like uh, like a lot of these young guys have to fight for and, and get the starts that he needs. But uh, I, he's, a, he's a favorite of mine going forward. He's been a top 10 machine in the fall. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been the best putter in the world in the fall as well. Um, yeah, I like those picks. Um, uh, my two guys, um, Davis Riley. I think I probably mentioned him on last year's podcast when we talked about the 22 season. So, yep. um, beautiful golf swing, just young guy composed has, has everything you need to, to be a legitimate top 20 player out here. So see if he can take it to the next level. Um, the other guy is, uh, I, have been on him. Well, I've been talking about him. I think he'll be on the Ryder cup team, uh, this, this fall, um, over in Rome. It, it's Aaron wise. I think he's going to win. I think he's, uh, his ball striking has been legitimately elite for two seasons. And now his putter, uh, this past season's got at least corrected to a point where he's, he's a zero putter. And, uh, uh, he was right there at the Memorial when Horschel won and, uh, I saw Billy Ho win in my face. Uh, I'm not a big Billy guy, uh, Brian. Just, just <laughs> FYI. Um, um, right. But, but uh, yeah, I love Aaron Wise this year um, and, and Davis Riley. Um, what else for the 23 season? Anything else you guys are watching, Johnny? Uh, any any major picks? Any who, who's going to win their first major? Anything like that before we get to Hawaii? The- these are good going to be some interesting picks here. I, I do I did quickly look at some of the lines and um th- there's some interesting uh interesting bets if you like playing the futures ahead of time though. But mm-hmm. one guy I, I like his numbers are all okay. Um and he was gonna be my other breakout 
a player other than Rom is is Tony Finau. I think he's winning a major this year. I'm not going to call it, but I, I like him. I'm not going to hate him in majors anymore. And I think uh, um, I think he's a he's an interesting pick here. Um, the one Masters pick that I did want to mention that I, I I wasn't shocked to see the number, but but it did kind of made me look twice there. Um, Adam Scott at sixty to one. <laughs> and I know we've picked him a lot last year and you're you're you get the volatility with with the putter but for a former champion we've talked about masters typically there's only about 15 guys at the very most that, that have a chance to win that event each year and I think he is in that top 15 bucket to win and mm-hmm. I think if I look down at all the odds he's probably got the longest odds to win it and you know he's typically a very good uh um early season player on the planet greens. So his number is probably going to shrink. So if you, if, if you want to play a little bit of a, of a flyer, that is one that I was uh, figured he would probably be in the more in the 35 to 40 to one, but he's, he's my, uh, uh, he's my sleeper pick for that. Um, but, uh, and, and then the other one, um, more and more, and I, I hate myself for saying this, but I I think Xander Shoffley could actually win at LA Country Club this year. I think mm. his game fits perfectly for that. And I, I don't like saying Xander Shoffley can win because I don't think Xander Shoffley can win much. And it's just, it feels like it, you know, it's not a home game, but it's close. Yeah. yeah. Am I crazy yeah. for suggesting that? No. I, I was, and, and Brian, maybe you want to answer this. I was going to ask you guys, it feels like Xander, Cantley, or Fina is going to win a major this year, one of the three. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of, I don't know. Uh, they all three could. Uh, one of them could. Two of them out of two out of three. I mean, they're all very talented players. I, I, I'm I'm in that same boat with Xander. It's like, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever had him in your DraftKings or any, you know, or bet on him on, on events, and it's like he just, for a while, he couldn't finish. Like, he was right there. Like right there, and should have won the event, and you know it kind of gets bunched up, and uh, and can't lay. I don't know. He didn't drive. He his driver was a little funky last year for me, but uh, maybe he gets that figured out. I mean, he's. I like those guys in that, you know, on the West Coast. Those West Coast guys, you know, that kind of have an idea of what's going on with those. You know those conditions, those greens, those. Um, I always think they're favored in in these events like this. So. Definitely don't mind that. I, yeah, I of the three, I, I, I've kind of, I, I was thinking about this today. I mean, Finau played has, has played incredible the last, I don't know, six months. Um, Cantley just pops up and wins, and he makes every putt. But his major record is horrendous, and um, you know, Xander has been there in majors, and now he's finally seeming, seemingly closing the deal more. Um, it just feels like one of those three guys has to win. If you, I mean, you could take a futures bet and just bet all three uh, to win any major, or um, I don't know which. I mean, their games travel anywhere. They 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 play Augusta well. Um, you know, the, obviously the U.S. Open this year at, at LACC. That I mean, I don't see any, any of their games not fitting there. So that's that's those are the three I'm looking at as first time major winners for this season as well. Um, let's talk about Kapalua for, for 10 minutes and then we'll get out of here, guys. Um, traditionally this, this tournament's fun. Um, a lot of low scoring, a lot of birdies. 
Last year, it went nuts, even for Kapalua with the winning score being 34 under by Cam Smith. Um, hmm. uh, I, from what I've seen, the weather is going to be calm, but I, I think they're expecting the course to run a little faster, firmer than last year or when it was soft and they were just throwing darts out there. Um, I don't know. what's uh, Johnny, what are you looking at as far as, uh, as guys that you want to pick? I mean, obviously guys that just make a boatload of birdies. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, you need guys to make boatload of birdies, just bombers. I mean, it's a big golf course, but it's does it doesn't play like a big golf course. But you want guys who can just and, and a lot of them do hit it hit it a mile anyways. But you're just gonna have to make make birdie putts. You know, you're just gonna have to be a good putter, and you just look at anybody who's had success there um, hits it pretty far. You could be a little crooked because the fairways are probably some of the widest on tour. Greens are gigantic. Um, it, it's, it's going to be a birdie fest and it's probably going to be 30 or so under par. That's going to end up winning it. But, uh, you know, just, it's, it's going to be a little bit hard to predict because you don't know who's, who's really prepared, uh, you know, for the first event of the season. Cause a lot of them have had, you know, close to a month off or so, but, uh, you know, Usually it's the top end guys that end up playing well by the end of it. So I'm just going to look at some course, uh, course success and just guys who, who can make birdies. Brian, uh, we haven't had you on for, for an actual betting show. What's, what's your week to week betting strategy? Do you do DraftKings like DFS or do you actually make bets on guys to win? And if so, what do you, you know, is there certain things you look at when you're betting? Yeah. Uh, so obviously I like to, you know, I'll throw something out on uh, Wednesday night, usually um, just do uh, maybe two or three, uh, you know, a couple favorite bets, uh, a couple long shot, not even a long shot, maybe somebody mid range. And then, uh, then I'll go back again on, on Friday, Saturday, you know, pro- more, more of a Friday afternoon and maybe uh, try to catch somebody for the weekend that I think is going to have, have a hot weekend. Maybe they're looking at their putting stats uh look at how their you know iron green greens and reg stats are um then i'll go that way i build lineups just by memory um i've watched pretty much every golf event um every weekend for the last you know 30 years of my life so i <laughs> kind of have a memory of who played well where how when right. and uh so uh, that plays a lot into it um like like here i i really like uh and there's a uh aaron wise um um, prop bet for like uh, first round uh, leader. I kind of like him for that. Um, like you said, he's a bomber. He's a he's playing really well right now. He's got a lot of confidence. Uh, plays a lot, so he's not he's not stopping uh, playing. Um, so he's a he's a guy I really like for uh, for for one of those type of type of bets. Um, but yeah, I mean, like like I said, there's the top seven or eight in this event. Um, if you were going to bet this one, are like have had crazy success here so um i mean those odds you can pick one of those guys or two of those guys but they've all had like three years of top tens you know so i mean it's like he said it's going to be who wakes up better who's feeling better who's you know who gets the putter rolling uh, but any of those guys are your favorites um but then from there on it's you know take a take take a couple flyers with the you know who knows maybe hideki matsuyama got his you know, stuff together. And we all know how good he is, right? Yeah. Um, he, he, he could have worked for two months and got his, got everything back in line and shoot 34 under. He's not, he's not a guy that's out of that, you know, realm to do that. And he's, he's pretty good odds at 40 to one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he does that thing where he pops up and every you know every now and then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot Hideki's world class when he's when he's on and he's he's an unbelievable ball striker and when he's putting and I mean he's, sitting there with Corey Connors, Billy Ho, Billy Ho, and Russell Henley. I mean I think he's got a bigger better track record than you know than those guys, especially at that event. So just something to look at, you know, for sure. Uh, Johnny, I was looking at this event the, the last 10 years. The, the, the highest, longest mm-hmm. odds have been uh, 33 to 1, uh, Harris English in 2021. So as you mentioned, it's usually a top player. It's usually a star that's winning this tournament. Um, we got about 15 guys under 30 to 1. Who's your favorite or two favorites you like there? I mean, in relation to the number, um, Xander Shoffley is, is is he always plays well at the event. Never seems to win, but always seems to get into this event and and plays well at the event. You know, could have could have won it. I think uh, was I think one or once or twice, at least once. Um, I I think John Rahm is winning this, but at at thirteen to two odds plus six fifty, can I can I bet enough to to warrant a return? And that's where I've got to really sit and think. And I I just don't. We don't. I know we don't like betting normal fields at that number, so it's like, well, why bet it at this? Because because of everybody else. So, I think Rom wins, and if you're okay with a low payout, then bet it. But right. I, I just don't know if I could do it. I I think I would try to find the best number. Shoffley's at ten to one. Um, that's probably as low as I would go for any golfer um, in this event. If I could find him at eleven or twelve. Uh, I jump at it and and hopefully he wasn't at like 12 to one before that, but I like him. And then one down the board a little bit, he get it a little bit better is Victor Hovland. Um, he, he, you know, the short games, his weakness, and that's going to not really get that exposed if it's not going to be that windy. I mean, he's a, a an exceptional ball striker as we all know, and can make birdies as good as any player in the universe. So um, I, I don't mind him. I wish I could get him closer to 20. I mean, 18 to 18 to one's not bad for, for this event, but he's a guy I, I, I don't normally like to pick in PGA tour events, but this is one that I feel is right up his alley where he could just make 35 birdies and, and hopefully that's enough to win. It, it, this is such a tough one because it's, I mean, there's 17 of the top 20 players in the world. It's, it's top heavy. Um, you can make an argument for almost any of these guys uh, for, I know you and I see eye to eye on, on numbers. It's, it's hard to bet John Rama six and a half to one and he wins, he wins, but it's hard to put substantial money on, on, a, on any golfer in any field. That's six to one, seven to one. Um, I do like, uh, I do like our guy JT at eleven. Um, I may even, uh, I mean, I might look at an NFL game or two to parlay that with uh, to get that closer to fifteen to one, sixteen to one, something like that. That has worked out decently in the past for me. Um, I also probably will, will put something on Sam Burns at twenty-two to one. Um, mm-hmm. It just feels like a Sam Burns course. He makes birdies. Uh, in bolos, he's a great putter. Um, when he gets hot, he is as hot as anyone. Um, so birds at 22, I kind of like. Um, and I gotta say, reviewing my 2022 with my golf bets, I really didn't have a great season other than the hot stretch and the, and the 
it got back to back in uh, January when I hit uh, Lucas and Scotty Scheffler uh, at Tory and Phoenix, but that was my high for sure. And then it was maybe just some some, some reasonable wins after that. But I'm striving to do better in 23. That's that's my usual. <laughs> Anyone outside fifty, Johnny, or or I guess I guess we should say over thirty, um, that might like as a long shot win or a top ten play, something something of that that realm. Well, well, I mean, I wanted to mention Tom Kim. I I think he's kind of riding that high, and and he might just kind of you know until he understands how good he is, might just keep playing well in all these events here. And I think he's got some value now. He hasn't played here before, but it doesn't seem to matter. And and the moment doesn't seem to seem to scare him. He he's at that uh, 28 to one on DraftKings there. Um, so, you know, he, he's a guy um, and I, I hate to say it, but he sticks around a little bit, but I'll say it anyways. And you're going to laugh. It's Keegan Bradley at 55 to one. <laughs> I, I saw him on there. No explanation other than, yeah. you know, he's just, he's still kind of a good player and yeah. he, he plays he good and he hits it long. And, you know, those big greens, he, as long as he puts halfway decent, but I don't like saying it, but it's just, he was the other guy that kind of stuck out. I mean, there's some, there's some other okay names on there. You look at Straka and Stallings and, um, I kind of like Scott Stallings. He kind of snuck up on me there a little bit, you know, ever since he's kind of became this, uh, you know, new physique and uh, just seems like he's swinging better. He's like got more, uh, you know, just, just playing better yeah, with, yeah. with, I will say Scott Stallings. Well, I don't think he'll win, but I mean, no, but I think plus he'll 600 be top 10 and, yeah. and only like a 39 man field. That's not bad. And did you guys see the story about Scott Stallings today? Yeah. How they, they sent the uh, they sent a master's invite to another Scott Stallings who lives like right in the same area. I would be pissing. I, I would be. I'd be terrified if it got to be the New Year. You see, everybody's posting. All these guys are posting their master's invites, and, and he's like, "Where's mine?" I would be just. I'd be in tears That'd because be the he, worst he because he qualified through the Tour Championship or, or the yes. FedEx Cup. The yeah. FedEx Cups. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was. He, he he went through the qual, but I mean, until you get that that, oh, sure, that sure. invitation, you're not in. I mean, that's great. That's but anyway, great. yeah, Scott Stallings though, that's um, a good top play. five, top ten is is not a bad play at all. I mean, that's I you know you could sprinkle a little bit on a win, but uh, but he has that's that's I think he's kind of pretty low. I kind of like a Tom Tom Hoagie top five a Hoagie sandwich. I like Tom Hogan. Tom Hogan. He's, he's a good. I mean, he's he's, he's, a great opinion, ball he's probably one of the best ball strikers. Him and Corey Connors are just nuts. Yeah. I mean, they just yeah. like Johnny Strasser. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tom Hogan's right. a TCU graduate. You never know with the, the yeah, know. national championship. They they uh, upset Georgia. He might come on to win. He's kind of my uh, dark horse of this event. Tom Hogie. Hogies and grinders. There you okay. go. Tom Hogie. Looks like seventy to one on Tom Hogie. There's a. Uh, there's Brian's long shot. Yeah, I like Stallings. I, I like that. He he again. He, I like these guys that just kind of and, and Stallings has talked about volatility in his game. That he's not striving for consistency. He wants his game to pop up and contend and win. Um, now he hasn't won since he's talked about that, but he does. You know, every five or six events, I feel like his name's in the mix for a win. Um, 
Sepp Straka, yeah, JT Poston, those guys. You know, it's just it's lightning in the bottle. One of those guys will will be up there probably. That's under a hundred to one, but uh, mm-hmm. hard to predict who. Um, yeah, can't wait. I love this stretch of golf. I love this stretch from from here until the players. I think it's my favorite time of year. There's yeah. some big big tournaments. You're you're feeding for golf to watch golf, any kind of golf. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, Brian, when is the FWGA schedule coming out? That's I think we're all. Uh, it'll be uh, so. I just finalized a couple of dates, um, so we'll have it out probably next week. It'll be uh, we'll have a president president's letter and uh, okay. everything. It's going to be very very similar uh, to last year. So you know, with the five man, and so uh, I'll I'll put that out. I can't tell you that the city tournament will be at. Uh, uh, Pine Valley Country Club, and the qualifier will be at Cherry Hill. So we have nice. Uh, nice. we pretty much we pretty much have the city set for the next three years. We've got uh, um, Pine Valley, Coyote Creek, and then Sycamore Hills, and uh, then we've got some new guys that are going to kind of take over from there. And uh, you know, I know they've got a few spots that they're looking at uh, after that. So yeah, we're going to have a two. Uh, a two-day uh, event at uh, Riverbend next year too, so that'll be or this year, so that'll be cool. Awesome, awesome. yeah. Nice. Look forward to it. Um, all right, Johnny. all right. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks, Brian, for being on, Johnny. Thanks as always. Yes, sir. Yes. All right, check us right. out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we'll have shows talking about the NFL coming up this week, next week, the whole playoffs. So check those out as well. Thanks for tuning in, and cool. we'll catch you next time.